Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Am I tough enough? Strong and stable leadership. Total rhubarb. Hell yes, I'm tough enough. Shut the fridge. Not another one. It's the Politics Show podcast. Love podcast, hate nonsense. It's the Politics Show podcast. You're damn right it is. We're shouting again. Yes. Shouting's back. Yes, it's so bad. I'm going to call that out again. Yeah, hate it. I always hate that from Sean. I'm speaking up now. Tough day for nonces today. <laughs> yep. Why? Gary Glitter. Cool. Yes. Yeah, so we're saying that's why shouting's back. Oh. Every time something bad happens to a pedophile, we shout. He's going to stay inside. Yes. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that was that was big news this morning, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Big news, and so I'm... It's all anyone's talking about. Uh, well, it's all we're talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, should we explain why there wasn't a podcast on Monday? Because people were asking. Why weren't? Why wasn't there a podcast on Monday? You were off, and I was off sick. Well, Ollie could have done it himself. He could have. He could have done a solo. He could have done it with Sean. Uh, so he could have. So I would say it's pure grift, that. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> he's actually shortchanged you all and us all. Because I, yeah. I, was, I was late listening to it when I'm not on it. Do you think that we should have made maybe made like a, a lie about why? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, cut this. <laughs> why was there no podcast? Excuse me. Why was there no podcast on Monday? <laughs> um, because me and Ed fell out catastrophically. Mm-hmm. What did we fall out over? Uh, you were going to speak in favour of popular conservatism, and when you found out that I was going to make a video about it, you were quite angry with me. Yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah. Because you and your boyfriend, Mark Littlewood, were having dinner. What's your problem, pal? (laughs) (laughs) That you're going out with Mark Littlewood. I think that's my problem. I've only ever sympathised with one IAA policy. The smoking one? No, the the tax cuts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, the smoking one. Um, Should Should we just get in? Should we... Get into PMQs where, I think just from the bat, we should just mention that PM, this PMQs just proves, if you need a reminding, what a repellent little creep Rishi Sunak is. Wow. Yeah, he's a fucking horrible man. And this, I think, we'll get into why, but 
Yeah, let's start with a clip from Keir Starmer. Mr Speaker, a year ago, the Prime Minister promised to bring NHS waiting lists down. Isn't he glad he didn't bet a grand on it? Mr Speaker, Mr Speaker, at least I stand by my commitments. He's so indecisive, the only bet he'd make is an each-way bet. Well, Mr Speaker, he says he stands by his commitments. He once insisted, insisted, that if he missed his promises... These are the words he used. I'm the Prime Minister. And then he said, it's on me personally. Today we learn from his own officials that he's the blocker to any deal to end the doctor strikes. And every time he's asked, he blames everyone else. So what exactly did he mean when he said, it's on him personally if he doesn't meet his promise? Minister. Mr Speaker, well, we are bringing the waiting list down for the longest waiters. We're making progress. But it's a bit rich, Mr Speaker, to hear about promises from someone who's broken every single promise he was elected on. I mean, I think I counted almost 30 in the last year. Pensions, planning, peerages, public sector pay, tuition fees, childcare, second referendums, defining a woman. Although, although, in fairness, that was only 99% of a U-turn. The, the list goes on, but the theme is the same, Mr Speaker. It's empty words, broken promises and absolutely no plan. Of all, of all, the, work, of all the weeks to say that, when Brianna's mother is in this chamber... Shame. Parading as a man of integrity when he's got absolutely no responsibility. Absolutely. Of all. But either side. I, I think the member's getting carried away. Can I just say that our constituents want to hear the questions and they certainly want to hear the answers. They don't want to hear organised barracking. So please, I want no more. Kiss Hammer. I think the role of the Prime Minister is to ensure that every single citizen in this country feels safe and respected. It's a shame the Prime Minister doesn't share that. So so what was happening in that clip there was Keir uh, Keir Starmer was talking about NHS dentistry and NHS waiting lists. Rishi Sunak starts to reel off all of the U-turns that the Labour leader has done in the past year. Uh, including um, his change on his definition of a woman. Mm -hmm. And that's important because Brianna Gay's mother, Brianna Jay's mother, is sitting in the public gallery as he's saying that. Yeah, and rightfully there there was a lot of outcry. The Prime Minister was given the opportunity to apologise in the chamber by, I think, Keir Stormer. It was, yeah, and Labour's, yeah, yeah, first, you're right, sorry. And then a Labour MP. Liz Twist. Yes, given the opportunity as well, and he... Should we roll that clip? Yeah, it's that. Thank you, Mr Speaker. And may I take the opportunity to ask the Prime Minister if he will consider apologising to Brianna Gray's mother for his insensitive comment. But turning to my question, the independent report into Teesworks released last Monday throws up more questions than it answers. And it's vital that we now have a National Audit Office investigation. 
The report was scathing and said there is insufficient transparency to offer evidence of value for money. Shouldn't the government lead by example? And will the Prime Minister finally release details of his conversations surrounding Teesworks, as he was asked to do twice last year? Mr Speaker, I I think the Honourable Lady was talking about the report in Teesworks as far as I can see, but and what that report noted was that the pace and scope of the regeneration had had a wide-reaching positive impact on the local economy, and of course it was an independent external report. It makes it clear that there is no evidence of corruption or illegality, and the Government will of course respond to the recommendations in the report as soon as possible. Alicia Cairns! Uh, and yeah, it's because he's a... Horrible little man. He's, an, he's a vile cretin. If you if you don't understand, I understand. How do you not have the forethought or the sense of shame, the sense of guilt, to recognise in that situation where Brianna Jai's mother is there that you're that you're being you're being transphobic mm-hmm. and and you're making light of it? I think so. There's two parts of it. I think the first part is the heinous nature of it, not just because she's there, but for saying it in general. Yes, yeah, of Because it's sort of toying or playing with the lives of trans people. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like they don't have the right to, you know, they don't even have the right to have a little bit of dignity, even in death. Yeah. And I think that is really disturbing. But then the other side of it is... Uh, that's the second time this week that Rishi Sunak has made quite an in- incredible gaffe. Yeah. The first one being the £1,000 bet put on Rwanda deportations. And I think it just shows that the Prime Minister is unable to think on his feet and he's also unable to apologise or rectify um, a mistake when it's made. Mm-hmm. Because in that moment, what he could have done is he could have made that jibe, which was pre-written. He was reading off... Um, his bits of paper that would have been prepared by his spads that morning and what he could have done when Keir Starmer said that he he could have said do you know what hands up there I Mm apologise and I think that would have been a much better story about him as a person than what we've got now yeah and it just shows what a contemptible moron he is just just making light of people well he's making light of two of the most vulnerable people in Britain yeah trans people refugees He's, he's making bets about the f- their future. I thought and, you were going to say. Fun of them. I thought you were going to name Keir Starmer as one of the most vulnerable <laughs> people in the UK. I was like, mm, yes, <laughs> yep, yep. yes, yes, yep. an old white man. Um, I think- Did you know that the, the the thing that um, strikes me about that is a lot of the the discourse on uh, after that Rwanda bet. Uh, aired on Monday was well if the Prime Minister can't think on his feet in an interview with Piers Morgan how on earth is he going to think on his feet when he's talking to Vladimir Putin Yeah, um, and I, I completely agree with that so he might be sitting down with Vlad after Tucker Carlson's finished his interview with him <laughs> and he might be like look Vlad this thing with uh, Ukraine what do we reckon about it? And he's like, I just want Crimea. And he's like, take it. <laughs> no, he, and then he comes he back like, with, oh shit, I gave him, <laughs> I, I gave him Crimea. <laughs> I gave him Crimea and Gloucestershire. Yeah. He, gave, he took more. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So we're, we're actually going to put the, uh, the, the Russian embassy is going to be Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want that. Yeah. Just, it becomes Scotland. 
Grad. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. That was a great Russian joke. But he's only going to annex. He's going, <laughs> he's going to annex Dublin. It wasn't even yours to give away. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I'm so bad. Also, what we need to remember about Rishi Sunak and how shit a political operator is, he is, he lost a leadership election to Liz Truss. <laughs> who, like, who yesterday at Popular Conservatism, which was, I don't know, I, I lost brain cells by watching any content coming out of that even your own even my own like I was just getting angrier and angrier um, should we play a, should, should, do you want to play a, one of your classic classic clips classic, or, or should we do Sean did a really good edit of Liz Truss's um, the, the best bits of her speech well let's first let's play because I think it's really funny your interaction with Jacob Rees-Mogg <laughs> okay yeah let's do that Mr. Rees-Mogg that was a bit embarrassing wasn't it that was delightful no I think Steve is uh... sorry I mean I'm in the conference not Steve Bray Oh, the conference was marvellous. I, I, I think, does the, does the public really want to hear about wokeism, about communism? The public is very interested in hearing these things. They're not particularly interested in lefty outfits, I don't think. <laughs> I disagree with you there, Mr. Smog. Well, that doesn't particularly surprise me. No. You would professionally. You sound a bit out of breath in that. <laughs> <laughs> weird incel. <laughs> and now should we play Liz Truss? Yep. Wokeism seems to be on the curriculum. We've got more than 500 quangos in Britain. People want to see lower legal immigration. Conservatives have not taken on the left-wing extremists. They don't admit they're socialists or communists anymore. They say they're environmentalists. They say that they're in favor of helping people across all communities. They are in favour of supporting LGBT people or groups of ethnic minorities. Conservative cabinet ministers have met Greta Thunberg and asked her what she wanted. I never get invited to any London dinner parties, so it's not an issue. It's not an issue for me. Ah, oh, I feel some invitations coming on after that. None of us are saying, by the way, that MPs are brilliant or infallible, but we certainly are ejectable. And I myself have been at the sharp end of that. Keir Starmer would enhance the power of these so-called independent bodies. He'd enhance the power of these quangos. He'd outsource more decision-making to his friends in Islington, which is where a lot of them live. If you ask the under-30s what they think of democracy, there's not a very polite response. So Liz Truss, also Liz Truss in that speech talks about not knowing not what a woman is. And there was no condemnation of that yesterday. Mm. It just it just shows how normalised this insane level of transphobia is in this media discourse, and there doesn't seem to be any recognition. So actually, actually, I'm going to have I got this right? Not fine. It's only not fine to be transphobic when you're around someone whose daughter has been murdered. Mm-hmm. Is fine to be transphobic. When you've got a newspaper column, you write for a newspaper, you have a radio show, you're a broadcaster. That's all fine. Fellas, clip that one up <laughs> <laughs> on its own <laughs> and out of it, context. It, 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 just, it just drives me nuts. Like, this, this could and should be an opportunity for everyone to really reckon with the dehumanization of trans people in this country, mm-hmm. which is, I think is a relatively recent phenomenon. And it's, it's, it's shameful. Well, you know, pathetic factions like Popcorn who mm-hmm. um, rely on culture war rather than anything substantive are not going to fix the problems in this country. And I'm not even convinced that they're going to win an election with those. I think six months ago, 
a year ago when this was a bit fresher, when people were in um, cervix hysteria. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? That was mental. Well, uh, there are women without cervixes. What do we call them? And it was like, this is, do, yep. you, do you hear yourself? Yep. Um, perhaps then that might have actually aided and abetted an election. I think people are really tired of it now. You know, like, okay, so you've had, you've had two decades of wage stagnation. Mm. You've got people genuinely on the bread, ni- bread line because of poor growth. And then you've got this like, fiscal ineptitude that is being offered by Liz Truss Mm -hmm. and the rest of Popcorn with a a side dish of culture war. Mm -hmm. Do you really think people are that stupid that they're going to (laughs) go, nice one? Yeah, that's what what they don't seem to realise is that people, the people I was speaking to yesterday who were going in, who were Tory members, were blind optimists being like well, well we they don't like Starmer and the Labour Party really they just don't like us so we need to make them like us and they're like if you're losing to an unpopular Labour Party by that margin just you're just fucked and just accept it mm-hmm. just accept it yeah I just actually can we hear that Holly Valance clip and have yours been a right to centre person or is that are you a conservative how where are you politically I would say that everyone starts off as a lefty and then wakes up at some point after you start either making money, working, trying to run a business, trying to buy a home, and then realise what crap ideas they all are, and then you go to the right. And you heard, of course, Liz Trust speak just now, um, Jacob Rees-Mogg. How did you find that? Who was your favourite speaker? Oh, the speakers today were fantastic. I thought Liz was actually really, really um, interesting to listen to. Jacob for PM. Um, the MP for Ashfield was awesome. Love a northerner, straight to the point and very sensible and for real people. See when people are like, oh my God, Holly Valance is here. I was like, I'm, I have no idea who that is. Yeah. Because people are like, oh, Holly Valance has done this. Why does everyone care about Holly Valance that much? Well, people liked Neighbours. Yeah, but like, not, did they like it that much? Yeah, it was a big thing. No, I, but as in, I don't imagine if Toadie's here. Who? Grow up. You know who Toadie is. Know. You don't know. You <laughs> don't know who Toadie is. <laughs> you know who your holy Toadie from Neighbours. No, I don't like Neighbours. I don't know anything about Neighbours. Oh, sorry. I thought we were doing a whole Neighbours thing. I now I feel like you, you were saying Tony and not Toadie. <laughs> yeah. So Toadfish Rebecca was a lawyer who lived on Drury Lane. What was the name of that street? Ramsey Street. Mm. And so if he came out and was in favour of like. At a momentum rally. Actually, that would be strange. I'd be interested in that if Toadfish Rebecca turned up to like a momentum rally. Mm-hmm. So I now kind of get it. Right. Uh, the, the thing that I found fascinating about that clip was that she, the argument was, it was this sort of like the really conceited and quite gloating way in which she said, oh, when you, when you earn a bit of money, then you stop believing in the left and you want to turn right <laughs> and um, stupid because you're there to see Liz Truss who apparently was really interesting not sure that she's ever been interested before in her life and she found that interesting uh-huh. um, you think that the, the, the person who crashed the economy and sent uh, mortgage repayments through the roof with you know everyone's on variable interest rates now you think that that is the person who was good for business and mm-hmm. good for landlording, mm-hmm. even objectively. Like, are you a fool? Mm-hmm. Should we do more PMQs? 
Please. Stephen Flynn. Mr Speaker, the public are used to the Tories gambling on the lives of others. Yeah. Boris Johnson, he did it with public health during the pandemic. His immediate successor, she did it with household finances. So not to be outdone, the Prime Minister on Monday this week accepted a crude bet regarding the lives of asylum seekers. In doing so, he demeaned them as individuals and he degraded the office that he currently holds. So can I ask him, will he apologise? Brother Flynn. (laughs) I think Stephen Flynn, or what, what this week, or maybe what I'm learning about Rishi Sunak or relearning is just... He has no dignity. He doesn't quite realise. He's got no gravitas. You know, people talk about like, oh, he's a statesman or whatever about mm. politicians. Rishi Sunak is the furthest thing away from a statesman-like politician. He's petulant, thick, like can't apologise, can't recognise. Like what he did, making the bet about the Randa deal was completely abhorrent. Mm-hmm. And Stephen Flynn, in a quite a barbed way, is trying to get him to acknowledge what he's done, what he did was absolutely atrocious. And people would like Rishi Sunak more if it went, yeah, fucking stupid for me. Oh, silly Rishi's done it again. Or like, at least to buy it, to, to, <clears throat> to completely like filibuster the question is really embarrassing. Uh-huh. Like, just, just be like, two, I stand by the bet. Give him two lines each? Yeah. He was like, Mr. Speaker, if you look at Scotland, they're paying the highest tax burden. <laughs> and it's like, so we're talking about yeah. not that. <laughs> yeah, no, but just you're 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 demeaning, and he's right. He's demeaning the office of prime minister, mm-hmm. which I don't know. Just fucking fuck off, Sunak. I I really I I think um I don't I don't he is demeaning the 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 office of prime minister, but I don't think he's doing it intentionally. No, I don't think he is either. I I, 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 think, I think he's really bad at public speaking. Oh, I, I, yeah, I think he's a bad politician. Yeah, it's, I don't really understand why he wants to do this. If I had his money. You would not see me, ever. I certainly wouldn't want to go into go into politics where poor people can make fun of you. I think that you would. I think that if you won the lottery, you would go and buy an offshoot of this brand and just make boxes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> just buy the licensing. Just buy the licensing for my boxes. Yeah. Would that be? But then that would be because you love video editing. You really enjoy it. I do like video editing. Yeah. I think, well, yeah, I think you would have, uh, you sit down with the, the most anonymous MP and really get to grips with their policy platform. What? That's what <laughs> that, I would do if I had a lot do. of money. Yeah, that's what, like, what Vox Pops are to me, that is to you. Yeah. Like real wonky policy analysis. If I want a really, a hell of, like an, an obscene amount of money, mm. like an obscene, you know, I mean like nearly a billion. Yeah. I would want to build a railway. A railway? No, no, no. I tell you what I want to do. I want to, di- I want, I want to divert the Elizabeth line so that it goes to Peckham Town Football Club. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what I do. Are you allowed to do that? Well, I don't know. Have you, have you got a billion pounds? Well, I I'm don't. I'm sure that I could, you know, sit next to someone at a conservative donor dinner. That's the way to do it, isn't it? Yeah, but, but then think about him, planning like, laws in this country. You'd never see it. You'd never get to use the line. Why? Because we've done in like a hundred years. What you don't think I'm going to live for a hundred years? A hundred more years? Yeah. No. Why are you wishing my death? No, no offense. I don't think you're going to live to 140. Okay. Well, you can keep that to yourself. <laughs> it's that time of the year. 
Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's the Politics Show podcast. Do you know one thing that's really bothering me, actually, more I think about it, about the Brianna... Jai. Jai. Sorry. I keep, it's because in my head I want, I think we were saying gay for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Brianna Jai, jibe, is that her mother has to relive that every single day. Yeah. And these are headlines that she now has to be in for another couple of days. Can you imagine the trauma of losing your child, Mm -hmm. being in the news cycle, Mm -hmm. and then you go to parliament and you become the headline yeah. again. Can you imagine how exhausting that is? Yeah. The pain that that woman must be in. Especially because so, people will be following over themselves to meet her and offer their sympathies. And a lot of those people will be the same people who are being, have been so heinous around, who, who if Brianna was still alive, would happily vilify her. Yeah. I find the, um, I just, I, I, the, the um, gender critical lobby that was jumping on, the, the Brianna Jai case, some of the arguments that are used on the discourse are so heinous. Mm. I don't, I can't even wrap my head around it. You know, you've got some people that say things like her mother was wrong to ever recognize her or, you know, <sighs> what part of the, the feminist progressive movement when, oh, do you know what? We were quite like equal rights. And now it's, we'd quite like to celebrate the murder of a, of a teenager. Mm-hmm. It was also meant, like, I think every conversation about trans people should maybe begin with this statistic. They are 0.1% of the population of England and Wales. Mm. Like, it's so few people. It's yeah. also, it's, well, it's also drives me nuts when like, um, sports, I think in like, was it, I'm, I'm going to get this slightly wrong, I think, but I think rugby in England Certainly rugby, somewhere in the UK, banned trans women from, from participating in women's team. And it actually amounted to basically one woman was banned from playing the sport she loves. Like, it's, you, people are going out of their way and it's becoming people's purpose in life to just beat down what amounts to actually one person. Yeah. And deprive them of joy. In, in the, like, and being a trans woman, really hard. It's a really hard, like, it's a really hard, well, there's stigma, there's risk of violence, there's risk of murder. It, there's like the, that experience of must be you can't I can't even begin like I, I can I have so much sympathy but I can't even bring myself to understand it if that makes sense mm-hmm. it must be so so de- so brutal to just constantly see in the media people mainstream media people platforming these just totally abhorrent views and for shame because the number of politicians that would have been 
alive and cognizant during the 80s who would have witnessed the HIV epidemic mm. and would have seen how people in the LGBT community, sorry, yeah, were, were treated mm -hmm. during that time. Mm -hmm. The sort of language that was used about people. And, you know, there, there was a moment, a watershed moment, when people said, never again. Mm -hmm. We're never going to speak about people like this ever again. Mm -hmm. And here we are doing it again. So just on, the, on a slightly lighter note about LGBT issues, um, did you see, do you know who Tom Garrett is? Mm -mm. So he's this football podcaster who's a bit like, he's on, on one of those football podcasts that are like, they just say, have the most atrocious takes to get clicks kind of thing. But someone found a video, and he's quite like a laddie, football lad guy, he makes TikToks. He, someone found a video of, someone hacked his Snapchat and found a video from like seven years ago of him like giving his mate a hand job or something like that. Mm -hmm. And his reaction to it has actually been quite what extraordinary. What an incredible invasion. Oh, it's, I think it's, it's, it's privacy. It's like, it's like revenge porn, basically. What's wrong with people? But, but he's, but lots of the reaction, so football Twitter's gone nuts about it. And his reaction, Tom's reaction has been actually like, pretty remarkable I think in terms of he's being like you're all being extremely homophobic by talking about you're like you're saying this is disgusting you're saying that like he was like it's whatever he's like I'm not gay well I might be because I did this but like he's he's being like you're all being extremely homophobic about this and he's it's who cares yeah honestly I think, it's, I think the, it's pretty pretty admirable a lot of that sort of that that noise comes from people who who want to do some you know who want to participate in those sort of sexual acts but are too afraid of themselves yeah. to do it but not you know they're too afraid of their peers to do it if everyone just calmed the fuck down and, and just gave their mate a hand job <laughs> it would be fine and the other and a lot of them are also just out and out homophobes as well but they hate themselves don't they that's don't, kind of what think, you get about like I think some um, I, I think you get home, there's like people are just homophobes and but they aren't necessarily yeah, but I'm thinking of like the kind of the, the, the boys at school, like, you know, <laughs> if they were, you know, if they were experimenting or whatever, and it would be the people who were experimenting who would then turn around and like be like, oh, he's a so-and-so, yeah, he's yeah. a this, he's a that. And it's like, guys, don't self-loathe. <laughs> Self hand job. <laughs> if any of the audience <laughs> don't self don't self loathe, give a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> Come here. Yeah. <laughs> You've had a rough day, pal. Yeah. Um, if any of the audience do know who Tom Garrett is, I think they'll be quite surprised that we're talking about him because I don't think the two. It's not a Venn, the Venn diagram are two separate circles. I think Ed's got his hands up right now and he's actually he's doing hand job motions. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish my boys were here. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall we do Tim Loughton? Please. Mr Speaker, the thoughts of the people of East Worthing and Shoreham are with His Majesty as well. The Archbishop of Canterbury has admitted that since taking office, the attendance at the Church of England has dropped by 15%. And in the 10 years to Covid, the number of baptisms in the Church of England has fallen from 140,000 a year to 87,000. So Christianity in the UK seems to be on the wane, unless apparently you are from a Muslim country in the middle of an asylum claim, and we are now told that one in seven occupants of the BB Stockholm have suddenly become practising Christians. Can I ask the Prime Minister, given that the Church of England has now issued secret guidance for clergy supporting asylum applications for these Damascene conversions, who is the Church accountable to and are taxpayers being scammed by the Archbishop? Mr Speaker, when it comes 
to illegal migrants, we need to have a system whereby if someone comes here illegally, they shouldn't be able to stay. I can tell him that my honourable friend, the Home Secretary, has asked for more information about the extent to which migrants converting to Christianity is playing a role in our asylum system. And more generally, under our Illegal Migration Act, anyone entering the UK illegally will not be granted asylum here. That's why we need to have somewhere to send them and why our Rwanda scheme is so important. The Labour Party have blocked these measures every single step of the way because they don't have a plan and they won't keep Britain safe. Tim Lowton there, beginning doing quite, I thought, I was like, when this clip started, I kind of like, I was like, oh, you're asking, like, interesting, you're asking about the state of the Church of England. It's quite a conservative thing to, to lament the end of English Christianity. But no. Church goers are down. <laughs> Masses, mass attendance down. Baptisms <laughs> down. Yeah. Um, but no, he was he's he's he thinks the Archbishop of Canterbury is too woke. Yeah. Unfortunately. And uh actually he he said that he was uh what was the word he said about the taxpayer? Uh, scamming? He, <laughs> the Archbishop of Canterbury is scamming the taxpayer. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. There's, there's really no. So, 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 basically, there's just so much I want to say. I'm going to try and summarise it. So, I find this amusing because what Tim Loughton, sorry, what the Church of England is essentially doing mm. is like late stage empire. <laughs> like, so it's going, it's, it's converting. Asylum seekers are converting to Christianity, which is pretty much what. British people used to do. They used to sail around the world and then convince people to be Christian. Mm-hmm. And they believed that that was their, you know, God-given duty to do it. But, you know, not even like the proper OG religion, not the Catholic. They would do oh, like... Oh, you'd hate this. Henry VIII's knockoff. Like, not even the real religion. <laughs> you're, actually, you're actually just angry there are more Protestants in the world. That's what what's really gets your back up about this. I'm just saying, like, you know, Henry, VIII, Henry VIII is the opium of the... <laughs> Of the English peasants, yeah, <laughs> is the opium of the monasteries. Yeah, it's just just not real. The the king is Protest- not Protestantism isn't real. The, the king is not. Ca- sorry, Catholic Catholicism is real. Protestantism isn't real. I'm glad that we got that cleared up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank um, you, Ed. What about the other religions? Did, um, you, did you have any comments about their legitimacy? No, because the only one that I really do know back back and front is Catholic Catholicism, and. <laughs> That other fake one. <laughs> no other thoughts. Oh, you're, really, other you're really telling me. You're really telling me. You believe that when the king got coronated last year and they God, put the God ointment of God on them, on him, you really think that that was Jesus going, <laughs> yeah, man, you can spread the word now. <laughs> Grow up. Like, I actually thought that was quite sick. I thought that like, from a pageantry point of view, that was quite sick. Pageantry, actually, yes. I thought it was like, because he was like covered and he was like, only God can see you now. That's pretty, that is, like, how would you... God's in the cage. See, see, like, regardless, I imagine, like, whoever is, is in line for the throne, reckoning with becoming king, you'd be like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. God, God goes in you and you're like, I'm the king now. Yeah. I can do this. Yeah. Really um, change how you'd make love. <laughs> wouldn't it? Really give you some... Spirit vim. of Christ <laughs> compels you. <laughs> Really give you some vim, some vim and vigor in your humping. Um, What this was making me laugh about Tim Loughton and the Archbishop of Canterbury, the three pillars of conservatism, English conservatism, were the church, the constitution, and another C, which I've immediately forgotten. Crown, excuse me, church, crown, constitution, 
and hung, drawn, and quartered for that. English conservatism, British conservatism, is in such a shit state at the moment that they are just. So they had the EU. The EU is the enemy for so long. Done that. Vanquished. They vanquished us. We lost, but uh, we gave them a good fight. So they, that's done now. They're looking round for a new enemy, and they're they've got so trigger happy. They're now taking on the Church of England. Yeah. One of the, one of the the, ally, the key components. Like who who do you think their voters, the people still voting for the Conservatives are? Mm-hmm. I think they go to church every Sunday. It's one of those wheels, isn't it, that was on this morning with all the prize money on it, except it's like <laughs> a different, like a different populace. Oh, is it the socialist IMF? Yeah. <laughs> or is it the socialist Archbishop of Canterbury? <laughs> you know, though, that, that comment from Tim Lalton today was so at odds with like Miriam Cates, Danny Kruger, yep. the other evangelicals, even Rishi Sunak is a, is, is pretty evangelical. Um, in terms of like, you know, you know, Miriam Cates has been up there talking about the, you know, the nuclear family and mm. presenting herself as the perfect woman who, you know, n- natalist who produces children. She's not going to like that comment. No, she believes in the Church of England. Do you know who? Who? who <laughs> do you know who's they're coming? Who's coming next? Who they're they're about to put into their sights? Who? Someone who's absolutely untouchable in this country. Who? And then this just shows that they're all out of ideas. They're going to come for Paddington Bear. No, don't be ridiculous. They're going to. That bloody socialist. He's too woke. Yeah. What was that thing you showed you show me earlier? Oh, with the king. It'll be all right, sir. But then someone's comment, which was insane. Oh, no, that was something else, wasn't it? Alex Shelbrook, wasn't it? <laughs> no, that was, a, that was another that was a funny thing. But no, it was... it was. You should, <laughs> someone said that Alex Shelbrook, the MP, looks like someone in an opera playing my, my little Pratillo, <laughs> which was very funny. But it was someone saying, actually... Anyone who thinks Paddington Bear would be in yes. favour of tougher restrictions on refugees is out their head because he was a refugee from Peru. Yeah. And like, well, he's uh, not real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need to take Paddington Bear's opinions about politics. Shall we ask the Secret Seven what they think about uh, tax rebates? Do you know what I might do? I might leak a story to the Telegraph where I say that the next Paddington Bear, he'll have brown bread rather than white bread. <laughs> <laughs> and like I don't know some kind of vegan spread in it yep. I, I actually think that would get written it's up it's normally not vegan anyway yeah I don't know it probably is it probably is isn't it no butter with it no egg gluten free marmalade pa- Paddington Bear will now no longer use butter because it's offensive to cows it, it's not inclusive of children who can't gluten free bread because it's not inclusive of children who can't eat gluten I think that they would publish that story <laughs> do you know what else I think they publish Paddington Bear's name is being changed because they're twinning Paddington with uh, Brussels so it's actually Paddington Brussels Bear that's really funny no that is that's really good <laughs> they're changing <laughs> they're changing Paddington Bear well how many Paddington films have there been two or three I'm not sure I've actually never seen any of them. They're supposed to be very good. Are they? But Apparently, I've heard that Paddington 2 is better than Paddington I've also one. heard that. I think it goes to prison in the Paddington 2. So actually, <laughs> Paddington 3, is he becomes a committed abolitionist. <laughs> <laughs> Paddington Bear on, misses his cost of living payment. Goes to prison for falsifying universal credit. Paddington Bear joins the Labour Party. He'd be a Lib Dem. Don't that's you think what, he's a Lib Dem? Ha- I don't know. We're so, uh, 
He's fi- no, because he's fictional. No, because he's <laughs> no, because he's not real. We actually asked uh, Barney the dinosaur about Ukraine, and this is what he had to what say. What did he say? Uh, he was <laughs> not good. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Do you remember when they were going to? put Gary Glitter in a safe house in Devon no (laughs) (laughs) oh do you know who told me that (laughs) a Tory MP told me that that was was his plan he was no he told me like off the cuff he said you cannot tell anyone but I'm extremely concerned about these plans that we're going to put him in (laughs) and I'm not joking he goes can you imagine the house prices (laughs) 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 I was like Sure. <laughs> <They would laughs> That's go, the problem. <laughs> they would go down, to be fair. But they, you, you wouldn't advertise it as being near Gary Glitter's house. You'd lie. Yeah. Well, it depends. On. He might have one fan. <laughs> Gary! <laughs> Imagine how weird Gary Glitter's remaining fan is. <laughs> yeah. Um, on that note, shall we finish? Um, do you know what we didn't get to bring up, which I really wanted to bring up? While I was in Paris, we played a really fun game, which I think we should play on the okay. next. We can play it on the next podcast. Just, just tease, podcast. That. tease that now yes. for the next episode. Is incest illegal in this country? <laughs> and it would shock you. <laughs> Is it in France? Well, that's for one for next time, boys. Because famously, one in ten people in France are victims of incest. That's how it started. Yeah. Because it started by me saying, there's a hundred people in here. <laughs> ten of these people are shagging their brother <laughs> and you can tell because they look haunted no they're so chic in France smoke Did... anywhere you want drink any time of day smoke anywhere God, you, you are want you're such an IEA person I think you do very well at the IEA I often think about my career trajectory and I think if I had decided to be a right wing shill mm-hmm. I would be a millionaire right now oh you'd be loaded yeah you'd be so loaded yeah yeah, yeah. you'd have a lot more incel followers now yeah um, I think I have quite a lot of incel followers anyway. Yeah, but I think they're ni- I don't think they're like incels and like they're like not capital I incels, they're just like losers who don't have sex. But they're not like violent. Ed? What? Who's the losers that don't have sex? <laughs> your fans. So your followers. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm a loser who doesn't have sex. Ah. <laughs> People like me, they get it done. Right. They bone down. And on that bombshell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ava, thank you for joining us thank you for whatever that was thank you for that thank you for that conversation um, thanks everyone for listening make sure to subscribe to Politics Show we never ask people to do that but I think we should be nice if you did yeah please do yeah. and also because we have a morning meeting on a Monday and like we have to take figures with us mm-hmm. sometimes it's nice when there's a nice figure to present absolutely and make sure to watch all uh, of the content uh, to its to its completion so our, <laughs> so our retention rates are really high but apart from Ed's don't watch Ed's no, uh, no do watch mine mine's, mine's good no, Ed's are actually really good oh, thank you and so is Ava's um, shut the fuck <laughs> yeah and yeah have a lovely rest of the week everybody bye bye hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out Quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.